Welcome to the Inspiration Accelerator, hosted by Michael Sonberg, founder and CEO of Rebel Culture and Skyrocket Education. Each week, we'll talk to a different, inspiring person in the world of leadership, personal development, career, family, fitness, and beyond. Buckle up for the Inspiration Accelerator. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Inspiration Accelerator. I am here again. I mean, every single week, get to talk to somebody who feels like they're even just more inspiring than the last person we talked to. Uh, today's guest is a uh, person named Jen Jordan, and there's so many different titles that Jen has, and I'm going to bring her out in a moment. But uh, we've got to talk. She's running through the Grand Canyon. Uh, and like doing this thing called rim to rim, which I'd never even heard of. So if you want to like, if you think you're at a cool place in life and then you want to like go to like three levels up, hang out for today's episode because Jen is going to share some of what she's up to. And I promise it's going to blow your mind because it blows my mind. Before we get to Jen, I want to share something that uh, a conversation I had with somebody recently that really stood out to me. And uh, I think it'll resonate with you all. I was at a, uh, I was at my daughter's uh, friend's birthday party. My daughter's five. And, you know, between my kids ages and the two years of COVID, we didn't really do a ton of like birthday parties. There were a lot of like drive-bys as I'm sure you all know, and you, honk in front of somebody's house or you do something on the front lawn and now we're fully back to uh you know like 40 kids in a in a space and uh the parents just kind of awkwardly standing there and everybody in each other's way and um and i was at a birthday party uh over the weekend at the uh like this like gym for for kids and they're bouncing and swinging on ropes and walking on balance beams and doing all this fun stuff. And I'm talking to one of the other, one of the other dads there and he's followed some of my running on, on social media. And he asked me uh, because he's not a runner and is actually like adamantly opposed to running. And he said, do you, cause I just run the DC half marathon. And he said, do you enjoy running? And nobody had ever asked me that question before. And I didn't have, I'm rarely at a loss for words, but I didn't have a good answer for him because I can't really say that I do uh, enjoy running. It's, it's more that it's, a, it's like a, a, t a test for me, right? And I'm actually going to ask our guest, Jen, because I know she's a big runner. I'm going to ask if she enjoys running. But for me, it was more like um, I got involved with a group of people who were doing things that I wanted to do and who inspired me in ways that I hadn't been inspired. And many of them also happened to be runners. And so I almost took on this challenge of running because I thought, you know, there's the old expression that you're like, uh, you're kind of um, an amalgam of the five people you spend the most amount of time with. And I started to look around at, at these different folks and said, like, well, if they're all doing this thing and they're successful in ways that I want to be successful, let me start to do some of the things that they do. And running was one of them. And so I am not a natural runner. It is super hard for me. And I don't really, I don't love it. Um, 
I love that it is really hard for me and that every time I do it, it pushes me to do, to do something that doesn't feel natural. Um, and anyway, I just thought it was an interesting conversation because I do this thing a few times a week that boy, I don't really like, but I almost do it for the other benefits, right? Like the, the callousing of the mind, the idea that I'm going to be running for the next two hours and, um, and I'd rather be doing 20 other things, um, but getting me really good at being good at doing things that are really hard. So um, whether you're a runner or not, I hope that resonates. Do hard stuff. Surround yourself with people who are doing stuff that you want to do. Mimic their habits. Don't steal somebody's like identity like in the movies and stuff. But, uh, you know, do what those folks do and you'll get uh, you'll get some similar results. All right, folks, I am going to bring out our guest today. Her name is Jen Jordan. She is a healthcare attorney. She is the mom of three young kids. She's a wellness coach. She's focused on women's growth. She has coaching programs. She's an endurance athlete and much, much more. Jen Jordan, welcome to the Inspiration Accelerator. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, awesome. Jen, let me start with that question. Do you, you're a runner. Do you like running? Do you enjoy it? I would, I was just listening to you and had so many thoughts as I listened to you. I do enjoy it. I do. Um, but running became kind of like a, like a tool and a mechanism for me in a time where I, I needed something to hold on to. So I, I kind of fell in love with it. I I wouldn't Mm. say I loved it and enjoyed it always when I first started, but it was kind of, I kind of had this love affair with running actually, and fell in love with running over time, mainly because what it did for me. So, yeah. Well, what did it talk to, talk to us, but what did it do? What did it do for you? Yeah. Running. uh, I really, I've always been a runner. I basically in college, I kind of picked up running and did it casually. I kind of feel like I am talking about running as a significant other. Like we dated casually through college. (laughs) Um, We got in our fights. We broke up for a little while. We weren't on good terms. (laughs) And then we found each other again, um, I would say, really deeply in the last year. And I was going through a, a pretty difficult time in my life where I was kind of questioning a lot of my own belief systems and where I was and decisions I'd made and who I was. And I needed something to hold on to. I needed something stable, something that I could really count on. And so I started setting some physical goals for myself. And a lot of them entailed a lot of running. Um, I'm an endurance athlete, so I like to do things that take a long time. And um I would go out for a run and my mind would clear. So I spent a lot of my day in my mind wondering who I was, questioning decisions I made, what I was doing. And I would get out onto the road, I would start running and my mind would clear, completely Mm. clear within, you know, some, some days it would take longer than others, but it basically always cleared. And, um, and then it was just me and my my legs and nature and being outside and running just became like a safe place for me and I started falling in love with that safe place and I felt like um I really just had a relationship with it it was my my partner if I wasn't feeling good if I was having a hard day I knew I could go to my running 
Mm. And it would, it would embrace me and not judge me and take me in. And mm. I, really, I really fell in love with it. So I, I do genuinely enjoy it now. I, I can say. That's super cool. Yeah. And I, I think, um, some mindset piece there around, because I am still so, somebody that, um, somebody I know texted me and he's like, Hey man, don't, don't wish the miles away. Yeah. Uh, enjoy the miles. And, uh, I am, I am not, I, I hope I'm getting there. I think I'm getting there, but I am not there yet. I am definitely the runner who's like four miles in thinking, uh, I gotta get, you know, I've got, if I'm doing seven or whatever, like I've got three more, I just got to get through these three. I know that that is the wrong mindset. I I'd say that, um, my, I'm becoming mentally tougher the more, the more running I do. And so I, I, I hope I get to a place where you're at. Um, I'm not, I'm not there yet. And and you want to, I want to talk about, because we're, we're starting here. You, you just did something called a four by four by 48, which yes. was in, invented by David Goggins, who I'm, I'm sure most folks listening to the show know who Goggins is. Can you tell folks what the four by four by 48 is and what your experience was like doing that? Yeah, absolutely. And I will say to you, Michael, too, about your experience with running. I think a switch flips eventually because I definitely was the person, too, who was counting down the miles. And just last weekend, I had a 15-mile run. Yeah. And it was painful. It was a painful <laughs> run, you know? So you still have your days where you're not you're not feeling amazing. Some runs, I come back and I'm like, I could have run forever. I feel amazing. That 15, I felt every mile of that run. Yeah. So yeah. you never know. Jen, um, that's how I felt. Uh, that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's yeah. how I felt during the DC half marathon. We did it uh, a, about three weeks ago at this point, two and a half. And uh, I, you know, night before, no nerves, woke up that morning, just felt like a million bucks and was like, I am going to crush this, this race. And a mile in, I was like, holy shit, this is going to be so, I mean, I was like, Mile three, I'm doing like only 10 miles left. I mean, yes. it was a slog. I, I, you know, my calf froze up at mile eight, my hamstring, you know, froze up at mile 11. I mean, I, I finished the race and was like, there was a, there was a lunch. We were a bunch of us were supposed to have. I'm like, I'm not going to lunch. I'm going home. I'm going to take a shower and lay down. Um, and I, I felt that the thing you're talking about that, like this today is just a lot harder. Yes. than it's been. Um, but tell us about the four by four by 48, because this is amazing to me. I think I want to do this, by the way. I highly, highly recommend it, especially if you're a runner. So I um, so I did an event called 29029 last year, which is um, climbing a mountain multiple times until you climb it the equivalent of what would be climbing Mount Everest. And I went and did yeah. that alone. And as you can imagine, you meet really incredible people doing that. So in those, you have 36 hours to climb the mountain. In those 36 hours, I met some people and one of them mentioned, hey, I think I'm going to get a group together to do four by four by 48, um, you know, in, in six months or so, would you be interested? And I said, yeah. And we, we exchanged information. And um, 
he definitely kept in touch and let me know he, we, he got a, like a, we went to, I went to Pittsburgh. So I flew somewhere. I live in Florida. So I flew somewhere very cold um, (laughs) to go stay in this like lodge with about 20 other people who had committed to doing this all strangers. Some I had met briefly on the mountain. Most of them I did not know. Um, And we committed to running four miles every four hours for 48 hours. and it was an incredible experience. And I learned quite a bit about myself. What I will say, it's interesting because a lot of people asked me, was it hard? Was it hard? It was hard, but it, I don't think it was hard for the reasons that you would think. So it was um, cold for me. It was in the 30s. It was yeah. raining. And uh, (laughs) you had to, you know, two of your runs were definitely in the pitch black. So we started at 8 p.m. So we were going to 8 midnight, 4 a.m., 8 a.m. And then, you know, another another 24 hour period through the first night was raining and wet. You you kind of have been you're excited. Your first runs at 8 p.m. You're like ready for the midnight run. You're totally jacked up for it. Um, The second night. So you after the first 24 hours, you're trying to get a little bit of sleep. You're starting to get tired. You're trying to, um, you know, eat here and there. So the second night I decided after the 8 PM run that I was going to get in bed and get a little bit of sleep before the midnight run. And then I was also going to try and sleep a little bit between the midnight and the 4 AM, but it's hard because when you get back from the four miles, you're totally endorphined up and pumped. right? Right. So it takes, about 30 or 45 minutes to calm down. Then you get in bed and then you want to get up like 30 minutes before your next run. So you're awake. So it's really maybe two hours of rest between like true rest between runs. If you're lucky, you know, Um, I'm sure that there are people listening to this who think this sounds like torture, by the way, to give yourself like (laughs) two hours of sleep. Yeah. And to them, I mean, you, it winds up, you wind up running 48 miles over the 48 48 hours, right? 48 miles. Yes. 48 miles. But the hardest part, Michael, I will tell you is your alarm going off at 1130 PM for the midnight run or, or 330 AM for the 4 AM run. Fine. You're getting up, but your bed is so warm. Like I'm (laughs) under blankets. I'm warm. I feel amazing. It's windy, rainy, and like 33 degrees outside and pitch black. And you wow. have to get up out of your warm bed, put your running shoes back on. <laughs> Mine were not dry from the last run. So I'm putting wet shoes on. I, I didn't, we, I couldn't get my shoes to dry and I didn't bring enough pairs of socks. So I'm like putting wet socks on, wet shoes on, all my cold gear and <laughs> going ready to go back out into the pitch black where I know it's raining and windy to go run four miles again. Because I said I would. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think did it, did anybody part. did anybody quit? Did everybody finish? Everybody finished. There was about 20 of us. Nobody oh. quit. Everybody finished. Um, they had committed to something. But I think, you know, once I got running and warmed up, it was mm. okay. But honestly, the hardest part, and I think what really tests your resolve and who you are as a human and it it, it is getting out of a warm, comfortable bed and going out into the wet, rainy, windy, pitch black, cold to go do something that honestly, Michael, if you said, I'm not going to do this next one, it's too cold. I'm tired. I've already run 30 some miles. Nobody would fault you. Right. 
nobody would fault you. So it's really you with yourself deciding who you are, what you committed to, what does that mean for you? What do your commitments to yourself, Mm -hmm. the significance of them, what are they to you? Um, and getting yourself back out there. So I think that was the hardest part. I, I, I felt energized as I got further along in the 48 hours, my last four miles were my fastest of all of them. Um, well, I was like, it's daylight and the sun's out. You know, I think the last four miles were at 4 PM, uh, you know, so I was like, I'm running in incredible conditions right now. I can see where I'm going. Um, it's, you know, pitch blackout. So I felt really good that last one. But also all the different runs are kind of like metaphors for life. Cause you'll have a four miles where you feel amazing. You're like top of the world. I can do anything. And then you'll have a four miles where you're like, can I even finish these four miles? I'm so tired. Everything hurts. Am I even a runner? Life yeah. is terrible, you know? And you're, the, the thing that the, the thing that's standing out to me here is that idea of I don't actually have to do this, right? This is not like you decided to do this thing. And Mm -hmm. you're right. If you would have, you know, for whatever reason, cold, uh, injury, you know, exhaustion, if you would have said after 30 miles, um, I can't or I'm not going to, nobody on earth would, would, would think you were soft or think you or call you a quitter or anything like that. But it's you saying, I am going to do this thing. This is a metaphor for, for, for business, for, for parenting, for relationships. Like this is how I operate. Even when no one's looking, I'm finishing this thing. Um, and there's nothing that's going to stop me in getting there. I mean, is that part? I mean, it's part of this, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I say, you know, to build confidence, to build self-confidence, it's basically making commitments to yourself and keeping them. Yeah. That's how you that's how you build self-confidence, you know? It's almost you trust other people when they make commitments to you and keep them. If you make a commitment to yourself, you trust yourself and you have more respect for yourself and you think more highly of yourself, right? So I yeah. think I think that's part of it too. You know, it that's um that's a really important point and uh, that resonates with me with me deeply that that there's what i think we're doing when we do stuff like this and it it doesn't have to be you know 4 by 4 by 48 i mean i'm doing something this month called the the calendar club which um you know Jen, you know what it what it is but some of our our, our listeners may not but Basically, what it is is that you, um, for me, I'm not, I'm not at the point yet where we're running all the miles is feels feasible. But um, what I do is I run and bike um, the the miles that correspond to the date. And so April one is one mile, April thirtieth is thirty miles, and of course everything in between. And what's interesting is I did the calendar club in March. Uh, and then March ended and I desperately didn't want to do it again in April. Uh, but I'd committed to April. I kind of did March almost like on, on the fly, knowing that I had April, that I'd already committed to April. And I think what it, what it does, right. Because on March 31st, when I'm, you know, I had lots of meetings on March 31st and when I'm 
when I'm running, you know, X amount of miles on the treadmill and then biking. I mean, that's, that's a long bike ride. Um, even though nobody knows it, nobody in the gym knows what I'm, what I'm doing. It's, I almost get to bank that experience as like this, this monster win that when other hard things come up, I get to have that to look to, right? Because something else comes up and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I can, yeah, I can handle that because I handled this. Uh, and to your point, I did a, I did a talk the other day. It was actually on, um, it was on March, I think 28th. And I, I told, you know, the, the 300 people in the audience about the calendar club. And I asked people if they were willing and if they were interested to make a commitment for April. And if you're not, if, 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 if you, you know, if you're not trained and, and running or, or biking or walking is not feasible for you, like do a push up. And then on, Mar um, on April 10th, do 10 push ups. And on April 20th, it's 20 or whatever, or read a page in a book or, or, or meditate for that amount of minutes. And I, I asked people to email me or text me if they were going to commit. And I've gotten dozens of, of messages from people who were like, I'm going to do, yeah, I'm going to do X or I'm going to do Y. One woman's like, I'm doing, she's like, I'm doing a push up. I'm doing, and then tomorrow I'm going to do two push ups and then three. She's like, I know that probably doesn't seem like a big deal to you, but for me, like, that's more than I've done in 20 years. Like, hell yeah. You know what I mean? And then you get to have that experience to call on whenever, whenever tough things happen. I mean, that's, that's such a huge deal. I agree. I agree. You have that experience to call on and you start surprising yourself. You know, mm. the woman who's doing one and then two and then three, maybe in the back of her mind, she thinks it's going to be hard on the 10th or it's going to be hard on the 11th. But when she starts pounding them out, as the month goes on, she's going to start thinking to herself, what else did I think was maybe too hard for me? That's that I could be wrong about. I thought this was going to be too much, or I thought mm. I didn't think I could ever do this. What else? That that's the, that's the beautiful thing too, right? You're building trust in yourself. You, something that you can pull on. I think you're exactly right. You can go back to an experience and say, I did this hard thing that I didn't think I could do. So maybe I can do this hard thing too, but it's yeah. also it's also getting that little bug in you saying, hmm, what other, what other ways was I limiting myself? I thought I couldn't do this. Where else am I limiting myself? And all of a sudden your mind starts to slowly, slowly start opening, you know? Um, yeah. and it's, it's really beautiful because it, it starts to permeate every aspect of your life too. Yes, physically, I like the endurance events because it's a very cut and dry way to see your growth. Like, wow, yesterday I could do one pull-up, today I can do five. I didn't know I could do 20 miles. Now I'm doing 30, whatever. It's very easy to see, but it, yeah. it cannot help but permeate the rest of your life. And all of a sudden you'll look around and say, oh, I didn't ever think I would travel here or speak to this large of group of people or put yeah. or lead with vulnerability in this way. You can't help but mm. your confidence and your self-assuredness to start growing. Um, and I think, you know, some exactly what you said, even reading a book, some of these ways where we can easily measure our progress helps us to expand and grow in other areas of our life. That's a little more difficult to see. So, um, so, you know, to measure so easily, I guess I would say. Yeah. I've got, 
Listen, folks, this is called the Inspiration Accelerator for a reason. I'm, I got goosebumps. I'm sure you all do as well. Jen, you're, fire, you're firing people up right here. You talk about what's next. Are you run, You're running through the Grand Canyon. Is this true? What's happening with this? Yes. So I'm doing something called rim to rim to rim of the Grand Canyon. So I'm going to start on one side, hike down across and up to the other side and then back down, down across and up to where I started. So it's about 50 miles, five zero. My goal is to do it in under 20 hours, which I think will be, will definitely be feasible at this point. Um, I just got, I have to pause you there. I want folks to hear this. So Jen is going to do through the Grand Canyon is going to do 50 miles, five zero in 20 hours that I don't know. I've been to the Grand Canyon. I've never been into the Grand Canyon. This is, this is rocky, uneven terrain. Is that, that's, is that correct? Yes. And it's, it's, it gets pretty steep at points. So I've been doing a lot of 15 incline on the tread, like as high as the treadmill goes um, training because it's going to be, pretty steep in certain areas. So I'll run where I can and then I'll be climbing. So, yeah. So when does this, when does this happen by the way? Next month, um, May 12th, uh, I'm going to go and do the Grand Canyon. And um, one of, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do this is I was kind of, so after I finished the mountain, uh, 29029, I said, what's next. Um, Mm. That's how I know most people will. And I was talking to, I work with an endurance coach and I was talking to him about what I wanted to do next. And he said, well, what resonated with you from, from doing 29029? And I said, the combination of the endurance, not knowing what you're going to do in those dark moments, um, Mm. because you definitely have those dark, doubtful moments. I had them climbing the mountain too, with the awe of nature. There's something for me about being out in the awe of nature, being on that mountain. And and that's kind of why we came up with the Canyon being in the awe of nature and then seeing what I'm made of, what I'm capable of, and what do I do in those moments of doubt and pain and exhaustion and suffering. Um, so we decided on the Canyon, you know, a, a beautiful natural environment for me to go see what I do in these tough situations and you're you're inviting you're inviting i want people to hear this you are inviting suffering you're inviting darkness right like it's i feel like as as humans we avoid those things you're inviting these things in and it's jen it's it's to see who you're made of when those moments when those moments come is that accurate Yeah. What I have found in these really dark moments is they are a beautiful catalyst for growth. I think Mm. growth is not so easy when you're comfortable because Mm. you're not, you're not being forced to grow. And what I mean by growth is discovering who I am, opening, unlocking different areas of my mind. There are many times in my life where I thought I knew I thought I was sure in my opinion or my definition of some aspect of my life. I hit a challenge, a piece of my mind gets unlocked. I get challenged who I am, my character, my belief system gets challenged Mm. and I'm changing my mind. And I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, I was so sure that I couldn't climb something or I was so sure that if I didn't, 
carry this title my whole life, or if I didn't check this box, or if I didn't do this thing, then I wouldn't be worthy, or I wouldn't have achieved enough, or I wouldn't have, you know, I, and, and these dark moments where I'm challenging my own psyche and what I'm capable of also makes me think about different aspects of my life that I was so sure about thinking, okay, well, what if I don't check that box? I was so sure that box needed to be checked or my life wasn't going to be what it, the, the great thing that it needed to be, or I wouldn't be accepted by this group of people, or I mm. wouldn't be worthy of, you know, uh, being around, you know, certain groups and areas. And when you start unlocking those parts of your mind and you start challenging your own mind, which I don't know how much most of us do these days, um, it's really beautiful. When you start thinking like, okay, well, what if I don't do that thing? Then what does that mean about me? What does that mm. mean about my life? Why do I think it means that about me? Mm. Where does that come from? You know? Um, and I think getting there, uh, physical challenges are a good way to get there. You know, mine tend to mostly come in the dark. I end up doing things that take a long time where the sun goes down, I'm in the dark. And that's really a questioning moment, like mentally in the dark literally in the dark. Um, but yeah, I, I do seek it out because I think the reward is so great. The reward outweighs the suffering. Absolutely. Well, this is, uh, you know, you're, you're, I mean, you've given me so much to personally think about, which is amazing. And, and thank you. Have you always been like this? I mean, I know the love hate relationship or the, the kind of the dating relationship with running. I know that you're, you know, you're coach, you're, you're a coach right now. You're a performance coach. Have you always been like this? Or I know you've had somewhat of an evolution over the last year or so. Can you talk about this kind of, I mean, has this always been inside Jen Jordan? Is this like, no, I've kind of like unleashed this, you know, that, that you know, this first run did that, or this first mindset shift did that. Like what's, What's the, what's this, that evolution been like for you? Yeah, no, I definitely have not always been, I've not always thought the way that I think now. I think the biggest, the biggest catalyst for my, for this mindset was I got divorced last year. Um, and I have, like you mentioned in the beginning, I have kids. So for me, I thought I would never get divorced. That wasn't a thing that I would do. Other people do that. Mm. Uh, my kids would always grow up in a home with two parents. And if they didn't, then um, that means that I have failed and their lives weren't going to be as great as they could possibly be. Um, so I really had to come to terms when I talk about checking boxes and defining who you are. I really had to come to terms with, okay, I'm losing the title for now of wife. I'm my kids are going to grow up in a home where their parents live in two different places. Um, mm. What does that mean about me? What does that say about me? I had checked the box of being married, a professional. I had my kids. I had my home in the right neighborhood. I, mm. I checked all the boxes. I mean, from the outside, I had done everything like according to plan. We were good. And I basically, you know, for however, whatever reasons decided that, uh, you know, let's blow this all up. <laughs> Essentially, 
Um, my kids father and I are on great terms and, and we're raising the kids together and that's really, really good and important. But when I started thinking, okay, I'm going to get rid of this label. I'm, I'm gonna uncheck boxes. I started thinking to myself, well, who put these boxes here in the first place? Did I put them there because I wanted them or did I put them there because society told me to, or somebody else told me to, um, what does it mean about me that I'm, I'm changing these titles and not worrying so much about boxes anymore. Um, mm. And I really just did a lot of self-reflection and, and ending a 14-year relationship with the father of your children is very painful. Yeah. So I was in like one of the darkest, most painful times of my life. That's when I really needed something to cling to. And I got into running and I was very uncomfortable being alone. You know, I have three small children. So I went from having a spouse and three kids and a loud, boisterous house 24 seven to now not having anybody in my home sometimes when mm. their kids are with their dad. Mm. And um, I remember sitting and thinking, Jen, why are you so uncomfortable being alone? Like, why is this so painful for you? Why do you mm. feel so, so shameful about it? Mm. What is that? Where is that coming from? And I, I, I mean, I can really still see myself sitting and thinking, why are you in so much pain? Why are you so uncomfortable? What is this coming from? And I started getting curious about my pain. So I tried to start actually physically feeling it. Like, where does it hurt in my body? What mm. are the words that I'm telling myself? What, who, and where are those words coming from? Is that me telling myself that? Are these words that I've heard from the outside? How do I actually feel? So I got into this time of deep reflection, but that was triggered by deep pain and mourning of ending a basically an era of my life. Um, and I learned that pain is, a, is an incredible catalyst for growth. And I thought to myself, Jen, you're not going to be in this much pain this many times in your life. It took ending a 14 year, something you've been building for 14 years and not just the relationship, but even the career and everything I had been building, building, building. It took stopping that and ending that whole process to create this much pain. I'm not going to have this much pain that many times because I'm not going to have something so great that's coming to an end that many times. And I'm not going to waste this super painful period of my life, which is very strong emotions and very intense. Let me do something with this. Let me try and figure some things out about myself. Let me try to harness this strong energy, even if it's a negative energy, let's try to harness it and use it and grow from it and learn from it and learn about myself and all these aspects of my mind and my psyche started getting unlocked. And I discovered things about myself I had no idea about. And I, I also started caring less about what people around me thought because it almost happened by default. You know, when you end a marriage and you start changing a lot of aspects of your life, friends start to fall away or people who you mm. thought were friends, relationships mm. start to fall away. So you tend to care less. You're like, okay, you, you all have your opinions about it. I don't have the capacity to kind of internalize your opinions. I'm going to go within and I'm just going to learn as much about myself as I possibly can. So I think that experience and, and getting into the physical aspect of like trying to ground myself in something, which was the running. 
And then when I realized doing these endurance events, these long distance events, it was, it's like mini triggers of the same opportunity for growth in a safe environment. You know, like if climbing the mountain or even in the Canyon, if something were to happen to me, there'd be people around to help, but putting yourself purposefully in these experiences that you want to be hard and you want to see what you're capable of, it unlocks aspects of your mind. You learn so much about yourself. You become so much more confident and self-assured. And then you can pass that energy and message along to others, which is the most beautiful thing. I think of all of it is saying to someone who's in pain or someone who's watched you or seen you and says, man, I'm going through this really hard time. And I've seen that you can do it. You, you came through it, you know, to be able to kind of turn around and look back at someone who might be a step or two behind you and say, I've been there. Literally, I've been there. Let me just be a support to you. Let me give you a couple of thoughts, maybe as you're going through a hard time is, is a beautiful thing. And I think we run a lot from negative emotions. We distract ourselves. We get on our phones. I, I also stopped drinking um, during this time too, because I didn't want any, any ways of numbing myself or escaping from the pain. So, <laughs> well, uh, there's so much to unpack here, Jen. First off, thank you so much for your vulnerability here and sharing uh, that part of your story with, with us. I know, I mean, that's resonating deeply with me. I know it's resonating with people listening right now. I have never heard, and I've been, you know, in the kind of personal development uh, universe for for quite a while. I have never heard of anybody on any book or at any talk, any coaching program saying something that sounds like I am, I am this, this level of pain is rare. Um, I'm not going to waste it. This, this level, I don't know if I'm going to ever be in this much pain again. I am, I am not going to waste it. I'm not going to run from it. I'm going to, I'm going to give up. I'm going to stop drinking alcohol or doing anything that's going to numb me and, and have me not experience this pain to its fullest because I'm going to grow from it. That is one of the most badass things I've ever heard in my whole life and uh, is super, super inspiring. Um, is this, is this what got you? Cause you're, you're not, you're coach, you're a coach, you have coaching programs. Is this what got you into the coaching universe? This idea of like, I've been through it and I can provide value to others who are going through it themselves right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I started sharing some of my ideas and revelations and just thought processes through this whole experience on on my Instagram account, on social media, and just trying to be vulnerable too for people to know that they're not alone. And that kind of led to people reaching out to me and asking me questions that kind of went all across the board. Some of it was around the physical endurance stuff. Some of it was around mindset. Mm. Some of it was around parenting and how to deal with, you know, separating your family and all of that. And I thought, okay, well, let me organize this a little bit more so I can be more effective to the to the people who are reaching out to me, um, which are, were mostly women. And so I decided to start a coaching program um, or a mentor program, however you kind of want to word it, around one, the physical training, because I have a lot of, you know, background around the physical training and, and the mindset 
Um, and then also just around, um, it's interesting. I've been talking to a lot of women around like calming your mind, mm. uh, getting quiet. Uh, a lot of women talk to me about their levels of anxiety or their mind is kind of like a hamster wheel that they can't stop, which mine 100% mm. used to be. Um, or even around, you know, meeting a significant other now, which is completely different. I'm, I'm turning 39 in a few days. Uh, Happy birthday. Thank you. Which is completely different as a, as a 39 year old woman, mother of three, um, how I approach, you know, meeting people now and all of that. I think it's been interesting also talking to other women who are kind of in the same place where I don't know if there's so much conversation around it. Um, Mm. So I decided to create a little bit of a more structured program and I have weekly calls. I basically start with finding out what their goals are, whether they're physical, mental, spiritual. Um, And I joke around that I'll start with whatever their goal is and then I'll sneakily like infiltrate uh, other areas of their life because (laughs) it's all interconnected. You know, you start by saying you want to lose 10 pounds, but next thing you know, we're unlocking belief systems or, you know, things like that. And so I do weekly calls. I do a personalized program depending on what the what the goals are. And um, it's been extremely, I mean, you know, the women say it's rewarding for them, but I argue it's more for me, more rewarding for me. It's been incredible. Um, so it kind of it kind of just manifested. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Well, it's a good segue, Jen. How can folks find you where can they whether it's social media or i I imagine there are going to be some people who are thinking like i at least want to find out if jen's the coach for me what's the best way for folks to for folks to connect with you instagram is definitely the best way um i'm at the jen with two n's michelle you can find me on instagram um and you can dm me and you can even set up a call if you want to just kind of do an introductory chat i'm happy to do that um, but that's the best way right now to kind of reach out to me. I'm pretty on top of that and, uh, and to keep up with what's going on. I'm usually pretty good about posting. And like I said, we're getting close to the Canyon. So that's my, that's my focus right now. Well, I am, I am thinking that this episode's probably going to come out either right before you hit the Canyon. In fact, I'm going to make <laughs> sure that it comes out. It was, it was either going to be right before or right after. I'm going to make sure that this comes out right before you hit the canyon so that all the people who listen to this show, whether they reach out to you or not, are at least uh, aware of the fact that, you know, a week or two later, you're going to be doing 50 miles in 20 hours through the night, rocky terrain uh, in, a, in, a, in a pretty, uh, pretty you know, treacherous uh, environment. And that uh, we'll, we'll ask folks, I'm going to ask the listeners right now, just send some awesome mojo Jen's way. Not that she needs it, but it's always good to have a cheering section. Uh, and so, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, man, it's something uh, having people to root for you. And, and uh, you know, just the, I, I love the way, Jen, that you just like kind of share your goals loud and and proud and there's something about that that i think that whether it's endurance stuff or just like life in general that we should just all do a better job at of just telling people in our lives you know i I guess this you know i was going to close the show but this is just this is like occurring to me like i i feel like we should 
we should all surround ourselves with people who, when we say what seems like insane things, like I'm going to run 48 hours in the freezing cold in a, for 48 hours, 48 miles, every four hours, barely sleeping in the freezing cold, in the wet, wet sneakers, wet socks, that the people around us are like, fuck yeah. Uh, and not like, what are you doing? And that if we're surrounded by the right people, they're, they're, they're on board and they're, they're even saying their own, they're even sharing their own goals with us that, that get us to think about things differently. I feel like we should all just have more of that in our lives, you know? Michael, that point cannot be overstated. It cannot. I think part of the falling away, there were a lot of people who would say, I would say what I'm doing. They would say, you're crazy. Yeah. Know why you're spending your time doing this, and I realize those aren't the people, you know, that I. That's not the energy that I want uh, infiltrating me. And your point is perfect. You say I'm going to go do this thing for 48 hours, and the people around you around you are like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah." It's important. Yeah. And those people exist that will say that. You know, you and I know we're surrounded. <laughs> we 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 perfectly positioned ourselves to have those people around us and it is life changing so i think your point is very important well jen thanks so much for coming on the show folks reach out to jen find her on social media find out about the coaching uh the coaching programs that she's running uh they're amazing and uh let's send some good mojo jen's way for the canyon run Jen, thanks so much for coming on. And for everybody listening, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Have a phenomenal week. Do something super cool this week. I don't know what it is. Like, come up with a goal. Do something Do something rad. Tell people about it and, uh, and get yourself fired up. Till next time, folks. This was the Inspiration Accelerator. We'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode. Please look out for a new episode with a new guest every week. This was the Inspiration Accelerator with Michael Sonberg.